It's Sunday morning, and we are talking about Christmas. I don't like Christmas. I hate Christmas. I love Jesus with all my heart. I've got some T-shirts that says, I hate Christmas in parentheses, but I love Jesus. Christmas is paganism. It has nothing to do with Jesus. The very word itself means the mass of Christ. How Catholic is that? Is that Catholic? 100%. It's Roman Catholic. It came into the church by the Emperor Constantine. It had nothing to do with Jesus. December the 25th is not the birthday of Jesus. The Bible doesn't even teach to celebrate birthdays. Look at Ecclesiastes 7 and 1. I don't know if it ever occurred to most of you, but birthdays were not celebrated by the early church. Look what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 1. Maybe this will help you a little. A good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death than the day of one's birth. If we celebrated anything, we should, have, we should celebrate the death day of the believers that they went on to be with the Lord, just like Michael Pinion this last week. That's what we need to be doing. Now, where did Christmas come from? It is the Mass. It's the Mass of Roman Catholicism. Does anybody, before you come here, I know you Catholics, you ex-Catholics knew what the Mass was. Anybody else know what the Mass was that before you came here? Were you ever a Catholic? No, but I was raised in Worldwide Church, and they taught that. Oh, they know, so they know. The Mass. The Mass is cannibalism. It is eating, supposedly, we know it's not eating human flesh, but that's what the Roman Catholics say. They say it's eating human flesh. What the Roman Catholic priest does, he stands up there before the congregation, he holds the Eucharist up, and I've got a book with it in it right up here. He holds the Eucharist and says these words, Hoc est corpus eum filii. Hoc est corpus eum filii. You see the word corpse in there. When he raises that up, I don't see my book here, but when he raises when he raises that up, maybe I put it over here. Oh, is it on the bottom shelf? Uh, no, I don't think it's down there. Probably misplaced it. Anyway, the word "hocus corpus infili," they say that that cookie that they hold up turns into the literal body and blood of Jesus. And that you have to eat of that in order to go to heaven. But you can't eat of it unless you are a confirmed Roman Catholic. Whether people like it or not, the very word 
itself says Christ Mass. And people don't like it, but that's what it is. It's the Mass of Christ. The old pagans believed they could call their gods down into their sacrifices. Well, when you have a Mass in a Roman Catholic Church, they have that Mass three, four times a day. Each one of those Masses is said to be a sacrifice of the body of Christ. Now, you cannot have a sacrifice of the body of Christ because he died, according to the Bible, over in Hebrews... Over in Hebrews, the script, and I'm reading out of a King James Bible. If I give you a Greek word, it comes from the original text of the King James Bible. In Hebrews, the 10th chapter, the Bible says, you can't be having a mass all day long in some church in New York. They'll have, they'll, the women will come out, little old widow ladies will come out and make sure they get to the mass and the Bible says in the 10th chapter of Hebrews, verse 10, speaking of Christ, by the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ once for all, for all the church. One time, and then he says in verse 14, for by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Where did the Catholics get this? They got this out of the 6th chapter of John. Except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Well, Jim, that sounds like we're supposed to eat flesh and drink blood. Well, that was an idiom. An idiom. That was a saying. What did eat flesh and drink blood mean? Jesus explained it. Oh, before I forget to tell you, Hacus corpusium filio, fili, hacest corpus eum fili. The, magi the magicians got a hold of that, people that perform magic, and they came up with hocus, hocus. Hocus pocus, presto, supposed to be a change of the body, presto changeo. Where did you get that, Jim? I got that through a book called Word Histories, where it comes from. All you have to do is look up hocus pocus, they'll tell you that it comes from the word hocus corpus infoli, and you get the word hoax from that. It's a hoax. That's a hoax in the Catholic Church. You're not even supposed to eat flesh and drink blood, according to Leviticus. What did Jesus mean when he said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood? He tells you what he means. For my flesh is meat, indeed, and my blood is drink, indeed, so to eat flesh and drink blood is to eat indeed. Indeed is the word A-L-E-T-H-E-S. Now, if you haven't been here, I'm going back to the original Greek language of the original text. Now, I've got the original text over here. It's in an interlinear Bible. 
I'm not going to pull it out, but I've got it in the interlinear Bible. We have the Greek text. Indeed is the word alethase. It is a construction of lanthano and the alpha privative. The alpha privative is the first letter of the Greek alphabet when used as a negative particle. It's called the alpha privative. A-L-P-H-A P-R-I-V-A-T-I-V-E. An alpha privative negates this word lanthano. Lanthano means to lie hid. It means to conceal. And it has basically the same meaning. What actually is the truth. So when you eat and drink flesh and eat and drink blood, you eat of the truth. Well, truth is the word alanthano. It means not to hide anything, not to conceal anything. Define everything. Give the words. Make, tell people what everything means. I may put 50 Greek words on the board up here during one lesson, and that's the truth. It doesn't matter whether you like it or not. It's the truth. Now, Jesus said... He says, he uses that term in the 39th chapter of Ezekiel when he says at the end of time he's going to call the birds of the air, he's going to destroy all the kings and princes of the earth, and he's going to call all the birds of the air, come and eat flesh and drink blood. It actually was an old ancient saying that meant to partake in a slaughter. We are lambs to the slaughter every day. We die daily. And when we do, we give up self and give up the flesh. Now, when I have given you a paper here, some of you have it. I don't think I have enough of them to pass out. I've run out of, run out of papers. This has got every time Israel went after these gods in the Old Testament, Baal, the grove, Balaam, C-B-A-A-L-I-M. I am in the Hebrew is plural. When you have B-A-A-L, I am or I-Y-M is always, is always plural. When you have Elohim, which is the word for God in the Hebrew, that I-Y-M is plural. Well, there has to be more than one person in the Godhead. There cannot just be Jesus, and he's the only one. I believe there is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in the Godhead. Now, all of these are the gods that Israel went after. You've got Shemosh down here on the left. It'll give you the verse. And that number will be the definition in the Hebrew dictionary in the back. If it's in the New Testament, in the Hebrew dictionary, in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew dictionary, you look up that number, it'll tell you what it is and how to pronounce it. The Ashtaroth, Ashtoreth. You've got Ashtaroth down here. Sometimes it's a town. And whenever it's a god, A-S-H-T-O-R-A-S-H. T-O-R-O-T-H. If it's spelled with an O, it's plural. 
If it's spelled with an E, it's singular. Now, the Ashtaroth was a generic term. You know what a generic medication is. It's something you get a lot cheaper. It comes easier. Well, this is a generic term for all the female deities. So a lot of times it will say Ashtaroth, or it may have Venus, or it may have Mileta, or Aphrodite. Now why are we showing you all of this? Because Aphrodite and Mileta have basically the same meaning along with Venus. These were, Mileta means mediatrix. A mediatrix was a female mediator. Female. A mediator was one who stood between God and the people. There's one mediator between God, man, the man Christ Jesus. She is not a mediatrix. Where did that come from? In the pagan world, these people would pray to my to Mileta to assuage the wrath of of one of the gods like uh, Zeus or or Jupiter. Depending on where they were loaded, located, both of these were much the same thing. Zeus was the head, the king of the gods, the sun gods, in Rome or in Greece. Jupiter was the king of the gods in Rome. What does that have to do with Israel? Israel went after these gods. Whenever you read out of McClinic and Strong, you look up. Hercules, it will say the, the Tyrian Baal. Baal was the sun god that Israel fell in and began to worship. This is why they were condemned by God. This is why they were scattered all over the face of the earth. They had gone after these sun and tree goddesses the sun was always represented by the fire upon the earth by the fire and the tree goddess was always represented by the wood or by the moon now the tree goddess was called as the moon the lord moon she was called queen of heaven queen of heaven is anybody here unfamiliar with the queen of heaven of Mary, Mary of Catholicism Mary was called the queen of heaven in Roman Catholicism that was a title that was given to her she was the head of all the gods they gave more attention more adoration to the female deity than they did to the male deity in the ancient world. Israel became involved in this. God told Israel when they left Egypt, they were 400 years in Egypt. He told them, if you go after other gods, I will send four judgments on you. First of all, I'll send the sword. 
I'll put your enemies against you. They will surround you. And they'll cut you off from all supplies. And I will cause you to die of starvation. And I will cause you to eat your children. Well, I would never do that. The Donner Party did that out in Nevada, out in Utah in the 1800s when they didn't have any food to eat. For a month, they started eating the bodies of their fellow travelers. There was a soccer team in Peru that crashed in the Andes Mountains. They knew they were going to die after they hadn't eaten for three or four weeks, so they started eating each other. You see, I wouldn't do that. You sure you wouldn't? Look over here in the 19th chapter of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 19. And because these people kept going after these idols, this is why Israel was scattered all over the face of the earth. They were scattered by the beast. You had four judgments. You had the sword. You had the famine. And the pestilence, which would be disease and all that come with it. And you had the beast. The beast was Assyria coupled with Babylon. Syria was northern Babylon. <coughs> Babylon. And then Babylon was overthrown in 339 B.C. by the Persians or the Persian bear. And then Persia was overthrown. She's represented as the bear because the bear is the largest carnivore on the earth and Persia had the largest armies ever. They'd have two and a half million people that would go against Carthage or one of the big super powers. And then Persia was overthrown by the Grecian leopard. The reason she was called a leopard was because the leopard is a honed killing machine. If the leopard comes out to get you, you're going to die. If a bear comes to get you, he might throw you around and throw you on the ground. A lion may throw you on the ground. The lion was what Babylon was called a lion. This is in Daniel the 7th chapter and in Revelation the 13th chapter. You'll find the lion, the bear, and the leopard in here. And this leopard was such a great killing machine that Alexander the Great was equated as the leopard. And then the final judgment that God would send was this beast to carry Israel into captivity because all the time they were a nation. They kept going after Baal, which was the same thing as Hercules. And by the way, December the 25th is Hercules' birthday has nothing to do with Jesus. Did Jesus die to save sinners? Yes. Did he came to save his elect people? Yes. But not... December has nothing to do with him. It has to do with these heads of these fire gods. You can look at... You can look here in... McClinic and Strong and look up Mithra. Mithra. Mithra was the chief fire god of the Romans, and McClinic and Strong will tell you, and his birthday was the most celebrated day among the Romans. It was December the 25th. 
That was his birthday. And there's a reason for that. I'll show you that if I can get back to it. But look here. Would God cause Israel to eat their children? Yeah, he would. I taught on this years ago in a lady said, I never heard that in my life. It made me sick when I heard it. Look over here in Jeremiah, the 19th chapter. Jeremiah 19. <clears throat> He's talking about how they offered their children in the fire in Tophet. Tophet was southeast of Jerusalem. It was, here's Jerusalem. Tophet was a valley that went all the way across Israel. And in the southwestern part of Tophet, T-O-P-H-E-T, you can find Tophet, the very end of the 30th chapter of Isaiah. You can find a real description of her, how Israel would set their children on fire and burn them in fire. Do you think America's doing that to their children with all this false doctrine that's going on? You bet your life they are. Well, Tophet comes from Toph. Toph is a word that means drum. They would drum their, they would beat those drums so loud when they took their children down to burn them in the tire, burn them in the fire to Moloch that they would be screaming at the top of their lungs. And they played the drums loud so that they couldn't hear their children screaming. That actually happened. Well, down southeast of Jerusalem was the Valley of Tophet. That's where they offered, Israel offered their children in the fire to Moloch. Moloch was the fire god of the northern Jordan or the land of Ammon. You, you had Israel. You had Israel on the end of the Mediterranean Sea. And you had right east of that, you had what we call Jordan. And they had... Northern Jordan was the land of Ammon. Ammon, Jordan is the capital today. Ammon. Southern Jordan was the land of Moab. Being right next door, Israel became involved in their gods. The Shemosh is the word, one of the words of one of their gods over here in Moab. Shemosh and Shemesh is the word sun in the Hebrew. That was the sun god of the Moabites. Molech was the sun god of the Ammonites. Israel became involved in this. They wouldn't quit doing it, so God says, I'm going to scatter you. First of all, I'll send the sword, the famine, the pestilence, and finally the beast. And they were carried away, and they've been carried away for 2,600 years until May 14th, 1948. 48. And June, June 5th through 10th of 1967 was the six-day war where the Israelis threw out the Jordanians for the first time since they were carried captive back here in 586 
B.C. when Nebuchadnezzar came in and carried Israel away. The reason Israel was carried away and the reason you have all these wars in the Middle East is because of what Israel did back when they were a nation. They went after the same thing after Baal or Hercules and the grove, which was the tree goddess. And God says, I'll make you eat your children. And he did that in the sixth chapter of Second Kings. And he does that here in this 19th chapter. You think this is serious with God? Watch what he says. Thus saith the Lord, Go and get the potter's earthen bottle and take of the ancients of the people and of the ancients of the priest and go forth into the valley of the son of Hinnom. The valley of the son of Hinnom was called Gehenna. That was another name, the valley of Hinnom. It was Hinnom that gave this valley of Tophet to Israel, and that's where they offered their children in the fire to the sun gods. Our God is the sun god. Our God is the God of fire. The Bible says over there in Ezekiel and uh, Exodus, I'll get it in a minute, Deuteronomy 4 and 24, I believe it is, uh, the Lord our God is a consuming fire. When Elijah faced the priests of Baal, priests of Baal were, was, those were the gods, the priests of the gods of Jezebel, who was the queen of northern Israel. She had brought these down into Israel when she married Ahab, the king of Israel. Here's Ahab. Right here. And he marries Jezebel, brings her gods down, and you find in the 16th chapter of 1 Kings, 1 Kings 16, he marries Jezebel, Elijah comes out of the woodwork. Elijah comes and says, There will be no rain, no rain for three and a half years. You know what would happen to America if we had no rain for three and a half years? We'd be dying by the millions. And they were dying by the hundreds of thousands. Jezebel said, I'll get this Elijah. He can't do this to my people. Well, I'm sorry it was your husband Ahab that brought you in here and brought your gods in here, brought your Christmas system in. It's no different. This thing we call Christmas was the fire worship of the ancient world. No matter whether believe, people believe that or not, how long will it take me to explain that to you? You'll have to come to church here six months while I teach on Christmas on Sunday morning. Then you might see all of it. I've been studying this thing about the Christ Mass since I was a little kid. I found out Christmas was Christ Mass. It was paganism. I don't care how many preachers out here say it's okay. It's not. I don't care if John MacArthur says it's okay. It's not. I don't care what Billy Graham said. It's not. It's paganism. You could dress it up any way you want to. Take a pig and put a ribbon on it, dress it up, and put it in... Put some real nice smelling perfume on it, and when it'll get outside, it'll go to the straight mud hole. First mud hole it can get to. Christmas is Christmas, it's a mud hole. It don't do nothing but get you in trouble. Really gets me how the Christians say, Well, all we want to do is go down here to the hotel, and there's a band down there in the, in the ballroom, and 
Now, well, we're not going to dance with the homosexuals and the adulterers. We're just going to go down there and sit in the middle of them and drink Cokes while they drink their liquor and while they go up to their rooms and have an affair with each other. You're not supposed to mix with those people. Come out and be you separate and touch not the unclean thing and I'll receive you. We're not supposed to be mixed in the world. And because everybody in the world does it, well, little Johnny says, Mama, everybody, all the other kids are doing it. Well, she said, if all the other kids are going to jump off a cliff, you're going to jump off a cliff? Are you going to jump off just because the world is doing it? Did she say that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she, she said no. It, it's just, it's astounding. Look here. i got to finish this. Verse 3. He says, Go to the valley of the son of Hinnom, that's Tophet, which is in the entry of the east gate, that's on the eastern, southeast side of Jerusalem, Proclaim there the words that I shall tell thee, and say, God's telling Jeremiah to go do this, and say, Hear ye the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah. Jeremiah's preaching to Judah, isn't he? Northern Israel is already being carried away in 722 B.C. Judah is southern Israel. O kings of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I will bring evil upon this place, which whosoever heareth it, both his ears shall tingle. Boy, that means it's going to be frightening when you hear this. Because they have forsaken me, Israel hath forsaken me, and estranged this place, and have burned incense unto other gods in this valley of Tophet, in the valley of Hinnom, whom neither they nor their fathers have known, nor the kings of Judah, and have filled this place with the blood of innocence. They, the word innocent is the word naki. N-I-Q-I-Y. Or N-A-Q-I-Y. It means all charges have dropped to the ground. The Bible is saying Israel took their innocent babies that had not sinned and offered them to Tophet. You think this is... God says, if you're obedient to me in the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy, I'll fill up your basket and your store and your fields. You'll have plenty to eat and you'll go against your enemy one way and they'll flee seven ways. But if you disobey me, I'll destroy you. I'll cause you to eat your children. I'll cut you off by armies, and you won't be able to get food. He goes on to say they have built, verse 5, or verse 4, because they have forsaken me, have estranged this place, and have burned incense to other gods, whom neither they nor their fathers have known, nor the kings of Judah, and have filled this place with the blood of innocence. They have built also the high places of Baal, to burn their sons with fire for burnt offerings unto Baal, which I commanded not, neither spake it, neither came it to my mind. When I said I want your firstborns, I didn't mean I want you to sacrifice them to me. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that their place, that this place shall be no more called Tophet, nor the valley of the son of Hinnom. That shows you it's one in the same place. But the valley of slaughter, when I'll call the 
caused the pagan kings to come in here. And I will make void the council of Judah and Jerusalem in this place, and I will cause them to fall by the sword before their enemies and by the hands of them that seek their lives and their carcasses. I will give to be meat for the fowls of heaven and for the beasts of the earth. And I will make this city desolate, and Jerusalem will be in hissing. That means to make fun of or laugh at. Everyone that passeth thereby shall be astonished and hiss because of the plagues there. And I will cause Israel to eat the flesh of their sons and the flesh of their daughters. I'll cause it to happen by starving you out. Now, that's pretty hard words, isn't it? God's doing that to America. We are consuming our sons and daughters by all this false doctrine out here. And they shall eat every one their flesh of his friend in the siege and straightness wherewith those enemies and they seek their lives shall straighten them. Reminds us of of Second Kings, the sixth chapter, where that Israel is eating their children. A woman comes to King uh, to the king Jehoram and says, "We." ate my baby yesterday and she said we'd eat hers today they were both already dead and she complained and Jehoram said I'll get that Elisha for that it wasn't Elisha it was your wicked father Jehoram Ahab he's the one that started all this he says I'm going to kill Elisha for this Elisha it was really funny I will kill Jim Brown if if he if he keeps preaching this way, we'll get him and nobody else can preach. You think God don't know how to call Jeremiah after Isaiah? You think God don't know how to call a Daniel or an Ezekiel after Jeremiah's killed? God knows how to call a man to tell the truth. You're not going to hear this in churches. Israel ate their children now. They ate their children. They ate their children in the 6th chapter of 2 Kings. They ate their children all through here. They are cannibals. And Israel goes after these gods. Now, I've never heard anybody even talk about Israel eating their children, but it's all through the King James Bible. Did you know that? And the word cannibal... I said it last week, is the word Kahan Baal. Jim, on, the, on December 25th, they would do the uh, sacrifices for the, on the, the, the kids, the little children. They did their sacrifices all year long. December the 25th was the birthday of the sun god, especially of Rome. The reason being, I'm going to put it on the board one more time. The reason being was because of the because of the path of the earth around the sun. That's why they've got December the 25th. Let me just go ahead and put this on the board. In the middle of summer, midsummer, you have the summer solstice. Summer solstice. That is the longest nights 
not the longest nights, longest days of the year, excuse me, longest days of the year. That is where the sun, that's where the earth is going around the sun. Now the ancient world, the pagans said, they said that when the sun was, if this is the earth going around the sun, let me see here. The earth is on a, its axis leans at like 20, 23 and a half degrees. Leans as it's going around the sun. When you're, when you're here in the north, uh, summer would be here. And uh, what comes after summer is fall. And then you've got winter. Winter, and then you've got spring. Well, when you're leaning away from the sun, well, actually it'd be down here. Leaning away from the sun, the northern hemisphere, that would be the winter. Then as we get back toward the spring, you're, the earth is turning towards the sun again and it gets straight ahead to the sun and the it gets in the sunlight when it gets to the uh, summer so during the summer you're at the summer solstice the brightness of the sun as the sun gets dimmer as it gets dimmer, you get to, eventually, to the winter solstice. As the earth is turning, going around the sun, getting into its various places. The pagans looked at this like this was had to do with the birthday of the sun. So, this is not something I made up. I study all the time. This is something you can find on the internet. Or you can find it in my books in my library. The winter solstice. That's the longest nights of the year. And the pagans believed the sun was burning out. So they said here, here in winter. Here in winter would quake with that down there. That... They had to help the sun come back and be reborn. So they took December 21st is the winter solstice. So they took the, they took the three days after the winter solstice and when the sun is getting brighter, they say, I saw it on the internet, they said that when you get past the winter solstice and you get going where the sun starts to dominate till you get all the way to the equinox that you're gaining 30 seconds per day. So therefore the sun is beginning to prevail. They said this was the birth of the sun god. Birth of sun 
And they gave that birthday of December the 25th to the sun gods of the ancient world. And if you look up December, the, if you look up Mithra in the McLennan Strong, it'll tell you the most popular, most popular day in the ancient world was Mithra's birthday, December the 25th. It's paganism, don't matter whether you like it or not, it's pagan and heathen. Well, Jim, why doesn't everybody else teach this? It was against the law to celebrate Christmas 300 years ago in America. Against the law. You could spend several days in your jail. Why? Why was it against the law? You had families in Europe. The Albigans family. The Waldens family. The Huguenots. The Cathars. For 700 years, they were under the persecution. Under the persecution of the Roman Catholic Church during periods that were called the Inquisition. You say, Jim, that was years ago. We're not concerned about that. The Catholic Church doesn't change. It's not in power. It's in power to a degree in America. We have their holidays. We have their walking down the aisle and accepting Christ. That is Roman Catholic. That's not the method of salvation. I don't care what you've heard. When Paul, in the 16th chapter of Acts, and the Philippian jailer came and fell down at the feet of Paul and said, Sirs, what might I do to be saved? Paul didn't say, would you like to accept Christ as your personal Savior? He didn't say that. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe. He didn't say, walk down the aisle and accept anything. When you partake of the Mass as an old Roman Catholic, and we got some old Roman Catholics here, Gwen's an old Roman Catholic, is you, you had to walk down the aisle to accept the Eucharist, didn't you? The Methodists brought that out of the Church of England. The King of England, Henry VIII, seceded from the Catholic Church because they wouldn't let him divorce Catherine, his wife of Aragon, because she couldn't have a son. He couldn't have a son to take over the throne. So he started the Church of England. He kept all the rituals in the church. He kept the swinging of the, the incense. He kept his own form of the Pope, the Archbishop of Canterbury. And he kept walking down the aisle and accepting the Eucharist in there. The Methodists came out of the Church of England, brought it to America, and put their spin on it, accepting Christ. So everybody had to walk down the aisle and accept Christ. You're not going to heaven because you think you accepted Christ. You're not going. Now that'll upset some people. The Bible says you can't walk down the aisle and accept Christ. It says so. 1 Corinthians 2.14 The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Natural is the word sukikos, P-S-U-C-H-I-K-O-S. Sukikos means the sensual man, this man, this physical man that can smell, taste, touch, see, hear, does not accept spiritual things. The word is accept. 
He does not receive dekomai. Dek is the word ten in the Greek. A decade is ten years. Decalogue is ten commandments. Decalogue. Deck is the word ten. Decomai means to reach out the ten fingers and accept an offer that's been presented. The Bible says men who are dead in their sin cannot partake in the sacrament of the mass and accept Christ. Period. You're dead. Nobody can accept Christ. If you've, if you've built your salvation on thinking you've accepted Christ, you haven't accepted nothing. You will die in your sin and be in hell without repentance. You have to believe. Believe is a verb. It is the verb form of faith. A verb shows action. He that doeth truth cometh to the light. That his deeds may be manifest that they're wrought in God. You have to be doing truth. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. You're not saved by works, but if God changes you, you will live different than you've been living. He'll change your heart, cause you to be willing to live for him, not for yourself. There has to be a crucifying of self. You have to take up your cross and die daily. You're not going to heaven without a daily cross. Jesus said so. Well, that's hard, isn't it? That's one of the hardest messages I preach here. You're not going to heaven because you accepted Christ and walked an aisle and some Baptist preacher or some church Christ preacher dipped you in water. That is not going to do you one ounce of good. We don't even believe in a water baptism here. A bug baptism was a death. When Jesus tells James and John, can you be baptized with a baptism I'm baptized with? He's not talking about, can you be dipped in water? He's talking about the blood baptism of dying on a cross. That's what he's talking about. You know what we've done with all of this? We've taken accept Christ and made it. I know what it's a doctrine of. It's a doctrine of the Baptist church. My father's a Baptist preacher. I was ordained in the Baptist church. I'm not going to preach the garbage that they preach. They preach trash. Accept Christ, pray the sinner's prayer. That's not true. Could I yell that louder? That's not true. Sinner's prayer for salvation is not true. I thought the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's right, but what does the next verse say? How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? Unless you're believing, unless you're involved in believing, he that doeth truth comes out. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in these good works. Agathos is the word good. It means profitable. You have to be changed enough to live right or you're not going to heaven. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your mother said. I don't care what your preacher said. I don't care what your daddy said. I don't care what your grandfather said. Well, Jim, they're saying this all over the world. Well, you know what the world is. The world's going to hell. The Bible says straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life. And only a few there be that find it. Oligos. A puny number will find truth. Puny.
There's not many going to heaven. There's not many famous people going to heaven. You know that, don't you? Not many mighty. Who's mighty? The president? Armies? Generals? Senators? Stars? Country stars? Rock stars? Movie stars? Not many mighty. Not many wise in this world. Who are the wise? Scientists, teachers, not many wise in this world, not many noble are called of God. You have to be called of God. Noble, I love the word noble. This is in 1 Corinthians one twenty six, A-U-G-E-N-E-S. Eugenes comes from the word gene. And the word you, it means well, genes, not many blue bloods are going to heaven when they die. Don't expect your lawyer, because he's a real good guy, and goes up here some big fancy Baptist church, he's going to go to heaven. No, he's not. He has to be changed, has to become like a little child. Just because you believe this Roman Catholic doctrine of the Christ mass ain't going to get you to heaven, it has nothing to do with Jesus. There's more booze drunk at that time of the year than any other time of the year. There's more drunk driving accidents. I got a just Christmas trees. Gosh, I did a search in early 2000s. And this is one of my old papers. From, from 1993 to 2001, $9 billion dollars was spent on live Christmas trees. Nine billion. A lot more lately. What could you do with nine billion dollars for the poor? This, These are gods. These tree gods are gods. You can find this all through the scripture. Every time you find an oak tree in the Old Testament, it's the word Alon. It's a form of Allah. Israel was going after Alon or Allah, the oak tree in the ancient world. They were choosing there in the 40th chapter of Isaiah, a tree that would not rot. What is that? Evergreen. That's an evergreen, isn't it? And they were worshiping it. Does anybody care where all this comes from? What I'm telling you is the absolute truth. You'll either believe it. Oh, you walk out that door and you're blind. You'll be blind to the truth. You say, I don't like what that guy says. I have to change my whole life in order to believe him. That's right, you will. If I'm telling the truth and the preachers out here are lying, and they are, the method of salvation is belief. You ever wonder why that is? Faith is the word P-I-S-T-I-S. P-I-S-T is the stem of the word. Believe is the word P-I-S-T-E-U-O. Same stem, wording is changed depending on what form of the verb it is, what form of the noun. To believe means your life is going to change and you're going to do right. You may not today, but God will, if you're God's predestinated elect family, God will beat you till you do. I'm not going to convince you. I don't go out to convince anybody of anything. I say, here's the hard blood truth. Deal with it. The preachers preach that. Deal with it. 
My father didn't. My father was mushy. He'd read the same four or five verses every every week, every service, and shout and tell stories for 45 minutes. Was the truth in that? No. If you think I won't call, I'll call my father down, and I won't call down Billy Graham, he preached accept Christ and sinner's prayer for salvation. He lied to the American public. If you don't believe this, then study for 63 years like I have, and then come and tell me something about it. I started studying when I was 17 years old. I'll be 80 next May. I'm not changing this truth for nothing or nobody. And if this is done and affect you, you're headed straight for hell. You got... The National Retail Federation said consumers will spend an average of $1,000 this holiday season with retail sales totaling as much as $720 billion. That's not far from a trillion. Another one of these people said Christmas shopping is one of the biggest holidays with shoppers spending over $1 trillion in the United States and shoppers in the U.K. spending Two billion pounds. Do you realize everybody's going to spend uh, what they're going to spend at Christmas if they'd all just go borrow the money, borrow 18 times that much money, maybe four or $5,000 a piece, we could pay off the national debt of $18 trillion? Do you realize that? And we owe $18 trillion and we can't pay that off in 10,000 years. We're at the end of time. This thing is collapsing and falling apart. The worst thing that's going on in the world is the lies that the preachers are telling. The real respectable guys with a three-piece suit. I quit wearing suits years ago. They don't do nothing but intimidate the poor and the needy and the downtrodden. And Jesus said, that's who I came to. I don't really care what people think. I don't care what they think about my message. My doctors, I tell them the truth. One of the first things I say to my doctors, I got a cardiologist, I got a, uh, I got a, uh, I got a regular PC doctor, I got a, uh, I got lung doctor, I got a allergist doctor, and I'll say, Doc, let me ask you something. They say, What is it? I said, do you know that it was against the law to celebrate Christmas 300 years ago in America? Every time they say, I'm not familiar with that. Well, it is. It was. Because these all against families, these Puritans were being slaughtered in Europe. They said, we'll go to this new land. We'll call ourselves Puritans. We'll purify this land of Roman Catholic influences. We won't allow Christmas there. They outlawed Christmas. They outlawed Easter, and they outlawed Catholicism. That's what the Puritans did. I remember being in the third grade, Miss Underwood, saying the Puritans were real strict people. That was my third grade teacher. They were real strict. No, they just wanted the truth. I had to grow up and study them, study the Puritans, and find out Miss Underwood didn't know what she was talking about. Don't believe people because they're older than you. Don't even believe me because I'm older than you. When you give out this much information, find out if, it's t if I'm telling the truth. Your eternal life be depends on it. If I'm telling the truth, the preachers out here are lying.
everywhere. Why me? I don't know. I asked Mary one day. I said, I don't know why the God just stuck his finger on my head and said, you're going to tell all the truth all the time. I know that what I'm saying is unpopular. I know that people don't like it. I know that it makes people mad. I've got to get away from this guy and get out of here so I don't have to talk to him. I don't like him. He's too mean and too nasty. Somebody needs to... If somebody is stealing your grandmother blind, would it anger you? These preachers are stealing people blind. And that is putting it mildly about Kenneth Copeland and T.D. Jakes and those guys. I didn't like Billy Graham. I don't like Charles Stanley. I don't like preachers who lie. I don't hear anybody talking about death to self, David Cross, self-denial. Jesus said, if you don't bear your cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. You can't follow Christ without a daily cross. Don't you think it's important to find out what one is? Huh? Don't you feel that way? We've got to find out what a daily cross is. You had to be condemned to a cross in the first century. You couldn't go to a cross unless you were a criminal or a slave. They killed Jesus as a criminal. Accused him of blasphemy. By the most religious man of the day. I'm being condemned by the most religious man of the day. What I'm saying doesn't make me popular. I can walk up to a preacher in Hendersonville that see me on TV and they'll go, uh, uh, Jim, uh, 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 I have to run now. They want to run away from me. And if I get a chance, I'll call them down for their lies. I know that you can't accept Christ. The Bible says so. I know that you cannot pray a sinner's prayer and go to heaven. The Bible says so. I don't need to take a vote. I'm smart enough to know that what I'm reading in the Bible is true. You've got all these men that will tell you. They talk about all the money people spend on their yards. They spend millions on their yards. Millions. Billions actually on Christmas tree ornaments and decorations. You think we could do something profitable with that money? My heart goes to the poor. We, we take offerings for the poor. And every bit of that money goes to them. I was poor when I was raised. My father was an old country Baptist preacher. He preached in little schoolhouses, and we never had anything. I had paper route. I'd have work in a grocery store, and I'd get my own money. I didn't worry about that. What bothers me is the poor can't have anything to do with this at this so-called Christmas time. I don't like it. Christmas is something we've added to the church. And when we've added it, it's false. It's the, I keep saying, it's the fire worship that Israel brought into, that the Israel brought into their kingdom when Ahab married Jezebel. It's the same system. It's the fire worship of Baal in the grove. It's the same system that Constantine brought into the Catholic Church in 325 A.D. And the reason he brought it into the church because up to 311 or 312 A.D., he was having a hard time controlling the world. He could not control 
He couldn't control the pagans, even though Rome was pagan. This is a map. When Constantine was the emperor of Rome, here's Rome, there's Italy right there, here's Greece, there's the Eastern Roman Empire, that's Turkey or Asia Minor. And what they had, they had the Huns, the Burgundians, the Bavarians, the Ostrogoths, the Visigoths coming into Rome. And he was afraid of losing this empire. The, the Roman Empire was only on the Mediterranean Sea. The Assyrian Empire was basically there. The Grecian Empire was there. This brazen sea, this, this Mediterranean Sea was the area of the empires that ruled the world. There's the Bible lands right there. That's it. He was afraid of losing the empire to these pagans. They weren't under his rule. He ruled the eastern, the eastern and the western empire when he conquered this Maxentius, this emperor of Rome, and he became emperor of all the empire. Being afraid of losing the kingdom to these, particularly the Visigoths, they were so barbaric. They lived on horseback, not unlike the, not unlike the, uh, some of the wilder, the Indian hordes, the Comanches in Texas. Comanches were bloodthirsty. They'd kill anything and everything got in their path. They would kill everything in their way. They got driven, they were driven across the border of the, of the Danube River right here. When they were driven across, Rome began to exact penalties on them. They said, you're not going to attack us. They've been attacking everybody around them. And Constantine was afraid that he was going to lose the empire to these hordes, these Vandals and Goths and Visigoths. So he said, we'll amalgamate their gods, bring them into the church, they were the same thing that Israel worshipped in their in their kingdom because Israel worshipped the fire and the tree gods. We know that they're the same thing because Revelation 17 and 5, the Bible says Babylon was the mother of harlots. She gave birth to She gave birth to all the harlots. What does that mean? Does that mean women of the night? No. The word means idolatry. Idolatry in the Greek is the word ido, lolatria. It comes from ido meaning to see, latruo meaning to serve. It means to serve what you put into your eyes and your ears. If you serve that car, you're an idol worshiper. If you serve your house, you're an idol worshiper. If you serve your clothes, you're an idol worshiper. You're just as much an idol worshiper if you bow down to a statue of Baal or to Venus. By the way, Venus, according to, I said it last week, According to the McClinic and Strong, one of the best set of books you could possibly get. Venus was always worshipped in the form of a cone. 
And Mr. Layard says they always put a star on top of them because they were worshipped in the stars. And Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, says they put a platform on it and put these gold strips around it. That's where all that picture comes from. That's the way Venice was worshipped. That is Venus that you've got in your living room. It's what it is. Now, I don't mind coming in if you don't mind me going in there and talking to her. Hey, Venice, how you doing? <laughs> Seen Hercules lately? It's ridiculous. That's where it comes from. And you know what? I'm not the only person that knows that. A lot of preachers know it. They don't have the guts to stand up and say it. You won't have a big... There's no such thing as saying what I'm saying and having a mega church. You can't have one. You can't tell people baptism is blood. It's dying to self. You can't tell them that the crackers and grapes just know what they're eating. They're eating the last Passover and we're in a spiritual Passover. You can't tell them Christmas and Easter were paganism. You can't tell them that Halloween, Christmas, and Mardi Gras are the same thing. That's what gets me. They had a seven-day festival at Rome that was called the Feast of Saturn. Saturn was said to be the father of the gods, so they wanted to appeal to the father of the gods because they thought the sun was burning out or moving away from the earth. So they wanted to appeal for seven days. And that was the people in Rome. The Franks had their... Franks. France. Same thing. Franks. France. They had their seven-day festival starting on February the, 14th, the 7th, going through the 14th, a seven-day festival. On the 15th, the last day of their festival, they called that day, that would begin February 7th, they would call that Fat Tuesday. They would party and glut themselves. Oh, by the way, they would kill that the king of the feast of Saturn on the last day. They did the same thing in this thing called Fat Tuesday or Mardi Gras. And this is where the Franks had their festival to their God. And the reason for that was because they would start mourning for their God on the 15th of February and mourn for 40 days. And their God was Tammuz. And they would mourn for 40 days until March 25th. March 25th, from the 15th of February to March the 25th, they had 360 days to their calendars in the ancient, in the ancient world. That's the same number of days that the Jews had on their calendar. And March 25th was called Lady Day. And that was because of the Annunciation. Nine months later, nine months is the is the month of pregnancy 
And nine months later, on December the 25th, their God would be born again and again. And every year it would be born again and again and again. That's called transmigration. That's when you come back again and again. That's what that is talking about. So what they did during that 40 days, the Roman Catholics brought that, brought the 40 days into their church and called that Lent. And always, since this was 360 days of their calendar, they would always have their have this fat Tuesday would come on Tuesday every year because they had the 360 day calendar and Wednesday would come and the next day would come on Wednesday and the Roman Catholics brought that into the church and called that Ash Wednesday. What America's involved in, I don't know what bothers you. I know this from having studied all my life. We're living in a Roman Catholic country. Did you know that? The Baptists have got their walk down the aisle and accept Christ. They got their Ishtar. Ishtar. They said they were mourning for Tammuz those 40 days. Mourning for Tammuz. In fact, if you look over here in Ezekiel, he'll tell you about that mourning for Tammuz. Ezekiel, uh, I'll get it here, the 8th chapter, the 8th chapter of Ezekiel, this is going to show you about Tammuz in the morning for 40 days, this is Roman Catholicism. How much time to have, Mike? 24. All right. Look here in... This is Ezekiel. Ezekiel's in Babylon. God is showing him visions. He was carried away into Babylon in a peaceful deportation in 597. God is showing him what he's going to do to Israel... In 586, some years later, 11, 12 years later, he's showing Israel what he's going to do to Israel. And this is what he's saying to Ezekiel. Verse 12, Then said he unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel... Who are the ancients of the house of Israel? They're kings, they're priests... These are not pagan priests and pagan kings. They're Israel's kings out of the lineage of Judah, with a, that's the fourth son of Jacob, of the house of Israel, doing the dark. Let me show you, Ezekiel, what Israel's doing in the dark. He's talking about where they can't be seen. Every man in the chambers of his imagery... For they say, the Lord seeth us not. He doesn't know what we're doing. Do you think America says that? God doesn't know what we're doing. 
The Lord seeth us not, and the Lord hath forsaken the earth. God don't know what we're doing. We can do live the way we want, the priest and the kings of Israel are saying. He said unto me, Turn thee again, and thou shalt see greater abominations that they do. <coughs> then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north, and behold, there sat women weeping for Tammuz. There's the forty days. Then said he unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Turn thee yet again. Thou shalt see greater abominations than these. And he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house, and behold, at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were five and twenty men with their backs to the temple. The temple faced east. Between the porch and the altar, somewhere in this area right here, there were 25 men. And the, and the temple faced east. And what were they doing? These are priests of the temple and the house of God. Most people don't even know that Israel did this in the Old Testament. I spent my life studying Old Testament. Said unto me, Turn thee yet again, and I'll show you greater abominations. Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north. Behold, they were weeping for Tammuz for a 40-day period that the Catholics walked in the church Tammuz was one of the sun gods of the ancient world. He was the sun god of the lower Mesopotamia. Every one of those sun gods were basically the same thing. They just changed their names as they crossed the border and went to a different culture. Then said he unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Turn thee again again, and thou shalt see greater abominations than these. And he brought me to the inner court of the Lord's house, Behold, at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, these are supposed to be believers, were about five and twenty men with their backs toward the temple. They were facing this direction, facing east. That's the direction of the door of the temple. Facing east. And their faces toward the east, and they worshipped the sun toward the east. This was the first sunrise service we have in the Bible, and this was 600 years before the birth of Jesus. They're worshipping the sun. Nothing good about a sunrise service. And the and he brought me, and there were 25 men with their backs toward the temple. They worshipped the sun. Then said he unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Is it a light thing to the house of Judah? And it was the princes of Judah that were doing this. And they, that they commit abominations what they commit here. For they have filled the land with violence. They're killing your children, eating your children. And have returned to provoke me to anger. And lo, they put the branch to their nose. That's a very crude statement. 
when they went out in the woods to do number two, they'd get a branch and wipe their bottom with it. God says, they stink like that to me. Therefore will I, will I also deal in fury with Israel. And he causes Nebuchadnezzar to come in and slaughter Israel and carry them away. And they were not a kingdom. The reason all this fighting is going on in the Middle East, you don't know it, maybe you may not like it. I know exactly why it's going on. Because of this. You think you can, you cannot talk all these Muslims out of not attacking Israel. Israel didn't own that land for 2,600 years from 586 B.C. until they came in and drove the Jordanians out in the Six-Day War of 67. And what's going on in Israel is a reason for the end of time. We're sitting on the verge of eternity and the preachers are lying to the world. I'm not going to lie. Well, they'll kill you, Jim Brown. I'm just going to look. Before you shoot me, would you let me put a bullseye up here? I don't want to be crippled. Don't want to be a vegetable. Shoot straight. I'd rather die than live in this world. I don't want to live in this world. It's just the lying. Preachers are lying as much. I traveled all over America in churches in the early 60s, mid, late 60s. Preached in hundreds of churches. Never heard a preacher that knew anything about the Bible. Am I tired of them? I don't like preachers. I've had people say, well, I don't believe in preachers. Well, you don't believe them near as much as I don't believe in them. I know where they're lying. I know they're lying about prayer. Some guy gets on TV and he's a famous uh, politician. We're praying for these people. No, you're not. You don't even know what the word prayer means. It just... It's just disgusting. Prayer is the word P-R-O-S-E-U-C-H-O-M-A-I. It comes to the word pros, which is our word pro. It means for or toward in U-K, A-U-C-H-E. means to will or desire oneself. Prayer means to will or desire oneself towards the will of another. Even if God wants to kill somebody, you bow to it. You may say, Lord, I don't know what you'd have for their life. Give them strength to get through it. If you want to kill them, that's your business. If you don't, that's your business. We bow to God's will. That's what prayer means. You can't come up. Everybody's talking about praying for people. And they don't even mean that. Are you going to bow to the will of God for people? The fact that God kills them, takes them into eternity? If your child gets a disease like Ron's little girl here Presley you're just going to say Lord I don't understand your will this hurts you'll grieve over it but you say the will of God is being done even though it hurts Jim if I listen to your message it's going to grieve me and make me sad I know that you can't tell somebody die daily take your cross daily crucify self and them like it. People don't like that. Do you think I'm crazy? And I don't know that? Certainly I know it. I'm grieved every day because I'm trying to tell people the truth. And America don't want it. About Christmas, about Easter. Easter is Ishtar. You get Easter one time in the Bible. In Acts the 12th chapter, those first couple of verses, you got Easter there. 
The word is Pascha, P-A-S-C-H-A. It's not Easter. It's the Paschal, the Passover lamb. That is so outrageous. It shows you these guys that translate the Bible, can you trust them? No. Half of them were Roman Catholic and half of them were Calvinist. Can you trust when these guys get together? So what do you do, Jim? I went into my concordances and my all my Greek books and I study them all the time and find out that a lot of the translators didn't know what they were doing. What am I going to do? I don't know. Come here and I'll teach you how to use Greek books and Greek concordance and how to look up things in the Hebrew so you won't be fooled. The world is fooled. It's real easy to be fooled by Kenneth Cope when he says, you can have everything you want, just say it with your mouth. You're, you're an ignoramus, mister. You can't have what you say and get it. I got a hundred messages just on that, on the positive confession movement. Everything they say is a lie. <clears throat> Kenneth Copeland is a living liar. If you listen to him, he'll take you right down into hell with him. Now, do I have any time, Mike? Fifteen. Maybe I can put this on the board. All right. I'd, I've skipped some things. I've done several messages that the swastika is the reason for the season. Boy, that will make somebody mad. I give people, I got a, I got one tape that says the, the swastika is the reason for the season. When people see a swastika, they say, Jim Brown's a Nazi. <laughs> no, you're just dumb. You don't want to listen. I'm not a Nazi. The swastika is the Big Dipper. Did you know that? I challenge you to go online. Go online on Google and Google swastika in the swastika in the stars. This is what you'll see. You'll see it on your computer. You'll see it on your iPhone. This is what you'll see. Oh, yeah. won't see that, will you? Huh? It's on the screen. What? Well, I like to put it up here. I could draw it myself. Oops. There's the Big Dipper and it's four phases. <laughs> That's it. Here it is. And what is that? What is that? Somebody tell me what that is. It's the swastika. It's the Big Dipper and its four faces. They would check the Big Dipper. Yep. They would check the Big Dipper every three months every three months at midnight and this is what they would see well this is what they would see 
every three months Hitler wasn't crazy the guy was a brilliant a brilliant fruitcake he didn't get he didn't invent the swastika this goes back to the ancient world you got the swastika everywhere you've got it all over the ancient world you got it in Buddhism it goes back 4,000 years and what they had every three months at midnight they would check the Big Dipper and if this were summer if this was fall this is winter and this is spring they knew they didn't have Kroger they didn't have these big supermarkets they didn't have them so when they got to fall they knew they were headed for the depths of winter they knew that they were going to be in a frozen time and they needed to get through this time of the year and they had their festivals here they had the end of the harvest here or all hallows eve they all had other names all hallows eve and since the harvest was ending they had a festival that they wanted to get through the winter get around here to spring again and they this was their clock the swastika was their clock in the ancient world for crops and they'd go out every three months and check it and what they were looking for they were looking for it to get over here to spring so they could have crops now God said in Deuteronomy 28 if you're obedient to me I'll fill up your basket your storehouses will be full but if you don't obey me I'll kill your crops I'll stop the rain I'll give you too much rain boy they about went had a fit when Samuel told them that I'll give you too much rain it'll flood your crops out they said please don't do that so they had a festival one two three four five six seven eight this was a good luck sign in the ancient world that was the dextrogyrate that was going this way to the right and the going to the left was the sinistrogyrate n-i-s-t-r-o g-y-r-a-t-e Sinus is the word left in the Latin. So it's going off to the left. This is the way that it was supposed to be. To go against nature had to be this way. The dextral gyrate. And that's what Hitler did. He turned it around. So it meant to be aggressive and kill. And go out and destroy people. It's not what it meant. It was a good luck sign in the ancient world. We're not going to start decorating everything with swastikas. But that's where it comes from. It was the Big Dipper. How did this thing get turned around? They said there had to be somebody turning it. They said what turned it was the Queen of Heaven. That is a title for the Mary of Roman Catholicism. But look over here in Jeremiah 44. 
this is what Israel said. And I don't even know about anybody that's even read this or even cares about it. Are you familiar with Mary being the Queen of Heaven and Roman Catholicism? You're familiar with that. We've got several ex-Catholics here. They're familiar with it. Here in Jeremiah 44, Jeremiah is telling them, stop worshiping these gods. There in verse 15, then all the men which knew that their wives had burned incense unto other gods. He's talking to Israel. He's not talking to pagans. Israel. And all the women that stood by a great multitude, even all the people that dwelt in the land of Egypt in Pathros, answered Jeremiah, saying, As for the word that you have spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, we will not listen to you, Jeremiah. Don't you tell us what to do. Sounds like America to me. Sounds like Jim Brown preaching to somebody. Don't tell me that. I don't want to hear it. Well, then go on to hell if that's what you want to do. But we will certainly do whatsoever thing that goes forth out of our mouth to burn incense unto the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto her. This is 600 years before Mary is even born. She's not the queen of heaven. Malita is. Aphrodite is. The rest of doers. That's why when Catholics brought Mary into the church, they made her the great media tricks. You pray to Mary in order to get your sins forgiven. That's crazy. There's nothing good about that. I saw somebody trying to defend Catholics. Uh, I saw Ravi, Ravi Zacharias on a talk show. And they said, the question was, is Roman, Catholic, Roman Catholicism evil? He talked round and round in a circle. Said, well, you know, it all depends on if the person's a believer in that church. Roman Catholicism is evil. You need to get out of it. Ain't nothing that you can associate with with that that would be good. And I couldn't, I didn't particularly like Robert Zacharias anyway because he's a mush talker. just talked around in a circle till he didn't have to take a stand. Don't care for Robert Zacharias. He's a big, famous, world-known preacher lying to the world. Pour out drink offers unto her as we have done and our fathers and our kings and our princes in the cities of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem. For then had we plenty of food when we worshiped the queen of heaven. No. God says when you worship me and keep my laws, you'll have plenty of food. And we're well and so no evil, but since we left off to burn incense in the queen of heaven and pay our drink offerings to her, Ye have wanted all things and have been consumed by the sword and the famine. They're saying it's because they quit worshiping her. No, it's because you quit worshiping Jehovah God, keeping his laws. And when we burned incense to the queen of heaven and, pour, and poured out drink offerings unto her, we did make her cakes to worship her. Cakes is the word kaban. That is sacrificial wafers. How about that Eucharist? And they were bloodless. And the offerings of the Roman Catholics are bloodless offerings. 
No matter whether you believe Christmas is pagan or not, it is, and you'll have to face it when you get to the judgment. I'm not worried about whether anybody believes or not. I know God has declared the end from the beginning and from ancient times, everything that's not yet done. If you're one of His, you will believe. And if you're not, you won't. You'll be in hell one day. It's, that's, that's the hard word of God. You cannot not believe God on these areas and expect to go to heaven one day. You have to humble yourself, listen to the word of God. I didn't make these things up. I don't make up anything. I study all the time. I research every day and every night. I carry a book with me all the time. I want to know what it's to say. I'll sit down in my library and I'll see all these books covering two rooms. And I'll go up and just start looking at them. I wonder if I've read it on that. I'll go up there and get me a Hastings or get me a McClinic and Strong or some other encyclopedia. I want to learn every day I can. I am sick, sick, sick of the preachers. They make me sick. Does it make you sick if you know something and nobody knows it but you and you try to tell it to people and people go, you must be crazy, Jim Brown. I don't really care if you believe it. You know why? God has chosen his people from the foundation of the world to be holy. And you will be holy if you belong to him. And you'll die in your sin and go to hell if you don't. God's already got us all chosen, those of us that belong to him. Predestination's true. Damnation is also true. And more people are going to hell than are going to heaven. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. Straight is the gate. Narrow is the way that leads to life. And only a few will find it. That word narrow is the same word as tribulation. You have to enter in by a tribulation way. If you're not being going through tribulation, you're not a child of God. You're not going to heaven one day. And you know what? I don't even care. What I care about is whether God's will is being done or not. And it will be done in your life. I don't mean I don't care if you come or not, whether God wants you to. I'm saying if God wants you to, you'll come, and I want him to have his way. Am I out of time? Yeah. I got 10,000 other things to say about this. If you don't believe it, that's your problem with God, not with me. Let's pray. Father, thank you for truth. God, I pray that you'll Cause your elect family to bow to you. Lord, I pray you'll give me strength to continue. I am really tired, Lord. I'm tired of the lies from the preachers. Help us, Lord. Give us strength to continue. We'll praise you for everything that you're doing, which is everything. Strengthen the flock, those that belong to you. We we'll praise you for it in Christ's name. Amen. I'm not sorry for being hard. Those people on the Mayflower and on the boats that first came, 
Were they trying to get away from all that? The Catholic. That's prison? why they came here. So America. They were running away from it. We might not be a country today if it wasn't for the fact that they hated Christmas and all that. Yeah, but Christmas is taking over this country. Yeah, I know. But the fact is, what I'm saying, because of it. You're choosing to. Oh, yeah, they, I got a double Hey, Jenny. Hey, how are you? Doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? Pretty good. It's so good to see you. Seeing you. Finally made it here. Even if Michael Oh, okay. Even if if the uh, if you hadn't been a while, you hadn't had no man, Mary, been real sick. Both of them. I'm sorry. I didn't you, you, even if you hadn't been here for a while, 